0: On this month's Devil Times 5, we encounter a bunch of Draculasses who are long in the tooth but beasts in the sheets. Hello! You are listening to episode 42 of the Devil Times 5 horror podcast, where our theme this time around is lesbian vampire movies. From the sublime to the sexploitation all to the just plain shit. Uh, the women in these movies are looking for young virgin flesh, pure unsullied blood, and love to see a bunch of tits together in the same place. So we've got that last bit covered at least. I'm Cliff, and with me are Bryony, e., Luke, Emily, and Phil. Hey. Hello, Uh, but before we discuss... (laughs) (laughs) Is that really (laughs) unenthusiastic?
1: It was the fact that we all made the same unenthusiastic
0: noise. (laughs) (laughs) Should we we, Uh, we, retake that? No! (laughs) (laughs) Let's just spend
1: an hour and a half going...
0: (laughs) Friday, Luke, Emily and Phil! (laughs) <laughs> but before we discuss about 500 different adaptations of the novel Carmilla Let's find out what our highs and lows of last month's horror viewing have been
2: Luke, let's start with you I've watched too much shit I don't even have a a high I don't know if we can really class it as horror But I'm going to just say Hellboy 2 The Golden okay. Army um, Just a bit of fun Better than the first one Um, Monsters Mostly the reason I like it Because there's some fun mm-hmm. monsters in there it wants to be Star Wars at one point, where they go to a little troll village with all the little monsters there. And it's just, even though it was meant to be a family-friendly film, it goes a bit out there with its, with what it does. Uh, and I've always just thought the Hellboy films were quite fun, even, but not the remake. I, I was sad when they didn't get to do a third one with this, with this franchise. I love Hellboy,
1: but then I, I really, really like the comics. So, but I,
2: I haven't seen the newer film because I think i have be just crying for day, two hours. It's, it's absolutely atrocious. The, the newer film. Mm. They shouldn't they shouldn't have rebooted it. Uh, yeah, and your low then? My low? I've watched too many. to like. There's so many to pick from, but Truth or Dare is going to be the one that I've watched. The, the uh, Blumhouse one. Yeah, I decided five. to watch the extended cut as well, which mm. is a terrible decision.
0: I don't think it's any longer. I think it's just got the gore put back in.
2: Yeah, just a bunch of teens that you really don't like playing a game of Truth or Dare, and if they don't do the Truth or Dare, they die. It wants to be Final Destination quite a lot. Um, has a very stereotypical gay character in it, where he has to come out to his dad, and then the character says, "How did your dad not know you're gay? You've got Beyonce as your ringtone." It's like, <laughs> who who wrote that? <laughs> it's horrible. And the smiley faces they do throughout the film look like a bad Snapchat filter. And they try and be self-aware in the film and say, "Oh, the people were smiling at me, and they look like a horrible Snapchat filter." So. But you've done that in the film. Why did you pick to do that? It just—it's yeah, an atrocious film, and I don't know why Blumhouse keeps on working with um, Jeff Wadlow. Jeff Wadlow, I don't know why he did Fantasy Island with him as well, and all of his films have been pretty bad.
0: I know. I I, I quite liked um, Truth or Dare. Thought it was fine. Um, have you seen the Sci-Fi Channel version? I mean, it's like Sci-Fi Channel did a film called Truth or Dare, which is basically the same. They got it out about six months earlier. But I yeah. think they're both. I think they're both pretty good. Uh, The Sci-Fi Channel one is darker in some ways, especially the ending. Okay,
2: after after watch that one then. Mm.
3: Phil, um, I haven't really got a high. Um, I mean, I'm going to go for this one anyway. (laughs) I reckon it's a solid three stars, but I enjoyed it. The platform on Netflix. Okay. It's all right, isn't it? It's fine. It's. uh, I like. Um, I like a horror film with a high concept where. um, you know it doesn't really matter that any of it makes sense as long as the concept is sort of batshit enough to sort of carry you along i quite like that and this is basically it feels a little bit like they've seen cube and gone how, how else can we sort of deal with this sort of sci-fi prison um, and so it's like, a, it's almost like a cross between Cube and Snowpiercer, in that it's got a sort of half um class thing running through it. Yeah. In that, like all the people at the top of the platform get all the food, and then at the bottom of the platform don't get any of the food. And it's just sort of dealing with that. Um, but it was fun. It's got lots of gore in it, some really nasty scenes in it. And um, uh, and it's got a really fabulous use of a panna cotta, which I quite liked. In fact, the whole <laughs> film is worth watching just for the scene with the panna cotta. I've just
0: eaten a panna cotta. The last thing I ate 20 minutes ago it was a panna cotta. Really? Yeah.
3: Was the panna cotta a symbol of oppression? <laughs> 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 Have any of you seen the platform?
4: Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah it's all right. I it? enjoyed it. It's fine. I've been it? told to watch it because I, I enjoy films like Snowpiercer and Cube as well.
2: Yeah. Um, I like but it. I've been.
4: I put it off and I started watching the Snowpiercer series instead which is fucking awful but great it's a little bit like it's a little bit like
3: like if you had like a sixth form student who was really 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 like top notch sixth form student Mm. and they wrote a script for a sci-fi film and it, mm-hmm. it it would be really really great, but still obviously written by a sixth form student. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. And like it's about like oppression. Yeah. yeah like you know like, you like know? people at the bottom like <laughs> they don't have anything, man. And like, like the people <laughs> at the top, <laughs> they just have
1: so much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like ah, uh, wicked. i great. It's great that you're going to your sociology class. Um, uh, My low is a film called Blackwood. Have any of you seen that? No. it's sort of a bit of a rehash of stir of echoes where you think they're ghosts but actually they're not ghosts, they're from the past, they're echoes of the future type thing. Spoiler alert, if you want to be bored to tits by Blackwood. Um It's a kind of a shame because 'cause it's got Paul Kay and Russell Tovey in it and I mm. one of the reasons. Dennis I watched Penis. It. Yeah, Dennis Pennis is in it.
4: He's an actor. <laughs> That's
3: why Dennis they booked him. Yeah.
4: He's a good actor. He puts up loads of
3: things. Yeah. Um but it just feels like a really wasted opportunity because I really like both of them. And I don't think Russell Tovey has a single line. He just stands in the, in the corner of the shot every, every sort of 15 to 20 minutes. Paul Kay doesn't really do much either. And the rest of it is just quite a dull man wandering around a big house. Um, so it was a real shame. I thought it would be good. A sort of half um, half-assed ghost film, really.
4: Briony. Hello. Um, <laughs> my low is a 1983 film called Microwave Massacre. <laughs> um, okay, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd be really good fun trashy but it was just absolute trash. Um and reading up about it it was like, all oh, right, okay, so Rodney Dangerfield was supposed to be the main character which kind of explained the, the the guy doing the impression of Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Um and I was I really wanted to like it because I really like shit trash films, but I was just like there's nothing I can't embrace anything in this film. There's nothing redeeming. I'm so bored. Um, yeah, it was just a bit. It was just a bit too, too seedy. Too seedy for me. Isn't the opening shot a, a woman's jiggly tits? Yeah, she just pops her yeah. tits through like a hole in a fence, yeah. and they're all like going, "Oh <laughs> damn, it's some tits!" <laughs> oh, it's, it's, like, it's like a ten minute long scene, and then there's like one guy, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I'll make out with you because that guy is a gay man." um and yeah you know, it's this very you know straight white man humor you know i hate my wife i want to kill her i hate my wife yeah. <laughs> i hate my wife um <laughs> yeah it was just not good no. not good at all and then the complete polar opposite of that my height uh and i was so so glad you got me onto this it was a film i watched last night it's part of the soho horror fest Killer Unicorn. I fucking love Killer Unicorn. It's about uh, just loads of like drag queens being absolute cunts to each other in Brooklyn, and um, a guy who wears a unicorn mask killing everyone. Um, it's very. Uh, I know what you did last summer. It was very enjoyable. Um, very stupid. There was quite a few like uh, famous to me drag queens that popped up, like oh, if really? you weren't. Yeah, like Emmy. Great. Uh, who is a bio queen and very, very funny and very, very cool. And I was like, oh, that's cool. This is this is very niche. Um, but it was just it was an absolute hoot, really enjoyable. Some really good death kill, death kills, death kills, death, kills. death, kills. Uh, <laughs> death kill massacre, death kill massacre. Uh, yeah, it was really good fun. Um, and I'm really glad that I got to watch it. Hooray.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's big characters, but in a kind of very ordinary kind of plot. For me it didn't work. Like, I think if you're going big with the characters, you've got to go big with the over-the-topness of everything else.
4: I quite enjoyed that. It felt really, like, sort of a bit shit and campy and just stupid, which was why I really enjoyed it. Even when they're trying to be super serious, it was still just like an under-lying, sort of lying, like, this is ridiculous and we all know it is.
0: One thing I don't understand is there's a character in it called Cunt Stanley, and I couldn't figure out if that that's a pun. Like that's that's a drag name. Constantly.
2: constantly, constantly. Yeah.
0: Is that the pun? That's Maybe. terrible.
2: Was it meant to be? Can't stand, can't stand me.
4: I don't know. They had lots of strange. One was just called Coke, which yeah. was a great fit Like Coke. Yeah. No, I'm okay. No, that's your name. <laughs> Um It was a bit like watching all of the improv challenges on Drag Race, like mm. one after like <laughs> bad ones from like season seven onwards. Um, but I still really enjoyed it. And uh, there's some good gore. A guy had a load of his intestines come out of his bum (laughs)
5: Uh,
4: at the douche and dance party where you get douched and dance the night away. Uh, I just I found it like a big warm hug. I
0: found it very enjoyable. Uh, Emily.
4: Um, I've got two highs this month. Um,
1: The first one, um, with me always having my finger on the pulse of contemporary horror cinema, is from 1922. It's um, (laughs) the silent movie Hexen, the witchcraft of the ages, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a weird, trippy sort of documentary, but not really. So if you like kind of weird, ponderous voiceover and lovingly made but charmingly shit monster costumes, plus some bits that are like proper midnight movie hallucinatory stuff, then um, yeah. That's a that's a recommendation, kind of. Mm-hmm. That popped up on Amazon Prime, didn't it's it? It's on Prime,
3: yeah. I'm gonna watch it because it's quite famous, right? It um, is,
1: yeah. But um, I was just
3: amazed to see it like pop up on Amazon Prime, like it's a mm. 1920s demonic like documentary. What on earth is it doing on Amazon? Prime?
1: There's a lot of early horror cinema on Amazon Prime. They've got Dr. Caligari, they've got The um, Golem, they've got, I don't know, don't know what happened. They seem to have the, the sort of random bins of stuff that they end up with on Amazon Prime. Is um, yeah. They've been to a car boot sale and got a job lost. Yeah, they? That's yeah they're, they're all kind of like out of copyright
0: or the copyright's <laughs> yeah. disputed or something. But um, Prime is just a weird fucking jumble sale of stuff. It's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, it is, yeah. There's stuff that you would never, never get a release in this country just because of like, you know, Animal cruelty and things in it, but yeah. yeah, there it is. Suddenly pop up and prime, and it's fucking. Hell, what's that doing on doing on my real telly? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it feels a little bit like a dusty shelf in a VHS uh, mm, video yeah, rental shop baseness. in the eighties. So we're sort of going, oh, this is horror. I'll watch this. Maybe not. And mm. um, my other high is uh, Brian De Palma's *Dressed to Kill*. Lovely. Uh, which I first saw when I was in my 20s and I was like oh this is a misogynistic load of bollocks and um, yeah it probably still is it's problematic as fuck as I believe the young people say but it is also really really good and after all the Jallo films we have watched recently it's kind of interesting to see somebody doing that kind of plot but in a very kind of artful way and also it's got Nancy Allen in and she's great so
0: yeah and that scene in the gallery the wordless kind of Seduction yeah. following each other, that's amazing scene. It
1: is, yeah. And um, there's also some bits of it that are just like, oh, come on. But one thing you can say about Brian De Palma is he's never hes never subtle, so it's not one to go, oh, I wonder what he meant there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Oliver Stone. He's one of those directors where if he suddenly went um, vegetarian, all of his films would have like dead pigs writhing around in the background of every scene, except <laughs> rather than dead pigs, it's um, ladies in um, suspenders and a lot of neon and,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm a big De Palma fan, um, especially of those kind of Hitchcockian thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my low is a new British film called The Drove In, uh, which is a sort of bargain bucket kill list. It's set in Cumbria. It's about a soldier trying to figure out what happened to his sister at the local Drove In festival a year before. Uh, it doesn't have. The budget to do much so it's just basically turns into two or three very long dialogue scenes that don't go anywhere and something that, that's weird is that it doesn't have an ending it just sort of stops and they say that the, the writer died before production finished and I wonder if he really did or if that's just their excuse for not having an ending yeah died inside yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and my high is it's, 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 it's called Black Candles, a.k.a. Hot Fantasies, and it's um very, very similar to some of the films that we're going to talk about today. It's directed by José Ramón Larraz, who did Vampires, um, and it's, it's the same kind of thing, but not vampires. It's uh, more kind of devil worshipping and stuff. It's really naughty, really filthy, like just everyone's fucking... Every- <laughs> And it's really, really convincing sex as well. It, they, they might actually be doing it. And it's it's filth, and I quite enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, black candles. Uh, right, that uh, is our highs and lows then. Who's up for some girl-on-girl action?
5: It's a fucking disgrace. Lesbian, black from romance.
0: Uh, not from Out of Space though, are
4: they? So, <laughs> I did wonder what you would use for a song this month and I'm really impressed. Well, well I'm not... I'm, am I impressed? I don't know. No, nah, don't <laughs> be. There's got to be another be. word. I anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I, I, think I, wouldn't, I
0: wouldn't have minded some Out of Space lesbian vampires in this if just for a bit of variety. Yeah. Uh, they're quite samey mm. this lot. Uh, anyway, most of the films we're about to discuss are sensual, atmospheric, romantic and adult... Except our first feature, it pains me to say, is Phil Claydon's 2009 comedy, Lesbian Vampire Killers. Um, I mean, one good thing about it, I won't even need to give you a plot synopsis because it's all here in the trailer. Tells you everything, this.
5: i got a plan. Does it involve girls? Let's go
1: hiking. That is one of the most impressingly shitty ideas for a holiday I've ever heard in my life, ever country air nothing like it It smells like normal air with cow shit in it these girls are all going to the exact same cottage that we are
5: (laughs) what was that vampires 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 lesbian vampires nice one
1: (laughs) you clam lappers fancy a piece of me then do you bollocks Next time
0: it'll have me bummed by a big gay werewolf. I swear. Yep, that's about the size of it. Well, is this one of the worst films we've ever covered? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is worse than the stuff. I'd <laughs> like <laughs> the stuff.
4: I like stuff. What? A... Oh man. Oh, uh, I yeah, mean... it's a bad one, right? Yeah. Where do you? Yeah, see? it's not good it's not good it's so bad phil thought i chose it and i had to you know correct him (laughs) on that it wasn't it wasn't it was
3: really bad therefore i thought you chose it it was it was it was it was i thought you chose it it was really bad so i wanted you (laughs) to apologize it it
2: wasn't even my idea it It was my fault and i'm so i'm so annoyed
4: I've got receipts that, but when we were discussing the theme mm. for this episode Cliff was like oh it could be good to do lesbian vampire films as a feature so I'm, I'm pushing all the blame onto Cliff and Luke for this
0: well <laughs> I think it. if we're doing an episode on lesbian vampire movies then we might as well cover this um, even though it's completely different from all the other films we're talking about it's um, do you remember 2008, 2009 yeah. um, when James Corden and Matthew Horne were like the next big thing for about six weeks
4: yeah. They had a show as well, didn't they? Yeah, it yeah, came out. Oh God, they had a Saturday
3: Night show. Didn't it had, like, they? It's it's a sketch day. show. It
0: was a sketch show on BBC Three. Yeah. It was came out at the same time as this film, and I think between the sketch show and this film, everyone's like, "No, that's quite enough of you, please." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, fun
4: fact: This was written by uh, the guys who previously worked on the Friday Night Project and Ooh. the Kevin Bishop Show.
3: Wow. Um, Ah, my favourite. Kevin
4: Bishop. (laughs) Kevin Bishop. And the Friday Night Project with that wife beater. Who was that? Oh, a man with a beard, and he was a bad man he's got two first
0: names justin lee collins justin yeah, lee that collins was,
1: yeah, yeah he, i was gonna say for further clue, he was the one that used to turn up whenever there was like a top 100 best nostalgic things that you yeah. might vaguely remember it's friday night and you're drunk with him going cornflakes what was all that about but, <laughs> <laughs> um
0: that was that was his justin split. lee collins does not appear in this film no he doesn't but yeah, unfortunately james corden does yeah. Yes. Oh, and it's, it's... this is like proper James
3: Corden as well. This is like hundred and thirty percent proof James Gordon. Yeah. And um, all of the worst parts of Corden are here.
4: Yeah. This whole this whole film feels like that weird time in two thousands so between two thousand and eight and two thousand and eleven where you get like groups of young boys sort of singing along like outside a pub to like the Fratellis yeah that kind of vibe and um it is quite a rapey
3: film, isn't it? like, oh
4: my skin was crawling the bit where he's in the van and he's talking to the it's like I every woman has been in that situation where a big, fat, ugly fuck is like. Talking at you, and it's just like, oh, uh, even uh, go- bad goosebumps, bad. Yeah, the bad. meaning of
3: it's really like changed over the years because it doesn't look like two fun lads <laughs> going off no. and having like a fun <laughs> sex adventure. <laughs> It's no, like two and... really weird, creepy
1: <laughs> of...
4: and they hate women they hate like, women yeah. there's
1: yeah. so much hatred the ex-girlfriend character is literally just like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> they literally could have just replaced all of her dialogue with that you know like with the Charlie yeah. Brown cartoons where the teacher was just like a mumbling oh, God, was. they could yeah, literally yeah. have just done that the fact that this film was made as recently as it was is quite, um, quite bizarre
0: and there's something about James Calden for all his like sort of cuddly comedy persona I think there's a real nastiness to yeah. it. And mm. when, he, when his character in this says really horrible things, like she was just a complete fucking bitch. Fucking bitch, yeah. Mm. That sounds to me like Corden saying that, not his character. <laughs> Doesn't sound like the sort of thing mm. this, this fun Fletch guy would say. That's James Corden talking about all the women who've, who've dissed him and, oh, he hates.
3: Obviously, them. for the sake of um, being roundly sued, I reckon, because she also said that's absolutely not the
0: case. <laughs> Possibly, no, but yeah.
1: it's not like he's playing a character that's like that. In The, the film seems to kind of endorse that. There's never anything like, oh, this guy's a tosser. Oh, Let's no, it's on their side. What yeah. a monster. It's, on, it's on his side, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you, you can't be sued for saying that James Corden isn't funny because that's opinion.
1: Um, no,
3: and that's mm. absolutely true, isn't it? Like I was going to mm. say, if you go back and watch old episodes of Men Behaving Badly, which is sort of boorish and awful, um, mm-hmm. the jokes are there. Like there's gags and you can and you can like laugh and like go, Well that's not really you can't really laugh at that anymore, but that's a good joke, do you know what I mean? Mm, But this doesn't have a single it doesn't have a single funny line in it. It doesn't have any good writing, it doesn't have (laughs) any
4: So the humour in the film was mostly just, like, swearing and sort of being quite derogatory and complaining about lesbians. Um, and just, like, some of the slurs that are thrown around as well. And it's just like, oh, no, that's...
0: Oh, ugh, ugh. Like, you know what? The Blu-ray that I bought so that I would see this, how it was meant to be seen in high definition. <laughs> um, the director's cut. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got... It's one of the extra features is a three minute swear reel where it just got all the swearing bits from the film. Oh, great. Wow. Oh, Why? Why?
1: Well, they, they needed a swear reel and a tits reel, not that you see that many tits in it. And right. then basically, the target audience would have been sorted and not had to waste an hour and a half of their lives watching the film.
0: Luke, you've been quiet. Are you a secret James Corden fan? I
2: oh, fucking hate James Corden. I <laughs> hate him so much, and that's what made me hate this film even more. Just his face straight away. Well, and his first it's his line. Face, isn't I, think, it? I think his first line was like, "Oh, let's go on an adventure." Oh, don't worry, I'm not going to bum you. Oh so, yeah, like, yeah. Great, great introduction. Yeah. A bit of homophobia there. There we go. Great introduction to the character. They've totally seen Shaun of the Dead
3: and completely misunderstood where the humour comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're That's like, "What, I mean. what, what if like, Shaun of
0: the Dead was unfunny?"
3: Yeah, they, they've seen that like they've seen because it's got a very similar plot, in it. it's like. I mean Shaun of the Dead it's got a it's got a boorish sort of best mate and a sort of understated like main character isn't it and he's going through relationship problems and that's essentially the setup of this but all of the sort of heart and love and gorgeousness oh. about Shaun of the Dead is just com- they've completely glossed over all of that and it's they've just turned into a, they're just two complete dickheads wandering around a forest
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you say it's a forest. It's more like a small room with some trees in it, isn't it? They're just yeah. doing yeah, one room. It's such an obvious. <laughs> it's just, it's just, like, what are the consequences? We're just going to go around this room for five hours. Like, nothing <laughs> happens. Another thing
3: about it is when you do like um when you do and another thing, <laughs> <laughs> when you do like a when you do a parody film of a genre um. They, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't work. And when they work, it's when they really love the genre that they're doing. Yeah. They know all the tropes, they love them, and they're just sending them up because they love them so much, if you see what I mean. And that's right. when they work. These people, they've never seen a lesbian vampire film. No. <laughs> they've not waded through this list of bullshit that I've had to go through. this <laughs> None of these tropes are in any of those films. I didn't see one person drinking white wine out of a pewter tankard.
1: <laughs> I think they saw Camilla. That's
0: the only yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've heard of Camilla, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, I guess. Camilla. Yeah. That's the only thing.
1: Yeah, they went on Wikipedia for five minutes, and then it was back to, <laughs> how did we
0: get the lads in? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so we haven't talked about Matthew Horn yet. Is that just because he, I think, to his credit, he looks completely bored and not into it throughout. Yeah
2: he almost looks embarrassed to be in that he looks embarrassed to be in it
1: he gets to play the slightly less dickish character and i think you know he does look extremely embarrassed but he does you know he does okay with it and prior to this I, my immediate thought was i hate james Corden and matthew horn and now i think i hate james Corden more so if the yeah. film's achieved nothing else it's made me kind of go oh, matthew Horne's just
4: oh god you know. do you remember when matthew horn used to dj a lot in hoxton did he yeah, sorry, that just came to me. What? 2009 was a strange fucking time. I didn't like it.
3: I don't even really remember it, to be fair. I remember the Twin Towers. Do you remember that?
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> then after that, I remember when the coronavirus started. <laughs> <laughs> but between those two times, man, i got to tell you.
4: Between <laughs> times corona and then. Matthew
3: Not a great Ward deal has gone them. on. Yeah,
1: Matthew Horn <laughs> was just a blip in between those two significant yeah, yeah, events. It's
0: basically <laughs> three points on a map. Osama bin Laden, Matthew Horn, COVID 19. That's That's the three chapters in my
3: autobiography.
1: That's the cover of the um, the Time magazine um, thing summing up the last 20 years.
0: You're not not telling me that Matthew Horn was ever Time magazine's person of the year. (laughs) I doubt he was even ever his parents' person of the year.
1: That's true, but I was gonna, at, at this stage, we don't know what the long-term effects of Matthew Horn will be. Well, that's true, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. We might get a second wave. We just. I know. was going to say
3: that the only thing that we're sure of is there isn't going to be a second spike.
1: Well, you know, you, you, n- n- who knows these days? What if we get a second spike of Corona and Matthew Horn?
0: Oh God! <laughs> uh, right. Um, I bet. I bet you loved all the. Uh, the clever little editing, the the whip pans and oh, the God. 3D wipes yeah, and the wooshy sound someone effects. Someone saw
2: Shaun the Dead and thought, ah, oh, I can do that. The way Edgar Wright does it, he's, he has people walk in front of the camera. And does those clever edits they just think oh if we just sweep the camera sideways and someone went on de font as well and thought yeah that font looks really good
0: i'll tell you what that font's called i recognized it immediately feast of flesh it's called it's free oh, it's um one i've used plenty of times on posters oh, that says it all doesn't it yeah, <laughs> <Free fucking font. laughs> yeah. it's from 1001 free fonts.co.uk <laughs> <Wow>. one. <laughs> no. it's just wow. ridiculous that they
2: they keep using that font and putting it on the floor throughout to say destinations. And then someone oh, yeah. at one point just got bored and was like, nah, let's just, just stop putting in the destination now. Nah, We've put it in <laughs> too many times. We don't need people to know where they are anymore, even though they're in a different No one location. gives a shit
1: anyway, so, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
3: meanwhile, in the forest. What do you think about the way that the vampires explode?
0: Oh, what, into massive showers into cum. of cum.
3: Yeah. yeah, it feels to me like in, like a, in, in, a, in a script meeting, they, one of them said, oh, do you know what we should do? We should make them explode like an like, you know, old Phil with cum. And they all yeah. fell about laughing and then actually had to put some work in to make that fucking happen. <laughs> and so it actually happens. And it's the worst
5: joke.
4: It's um, the shittiest joke. I don't think you're too far off because I think that's actually what happened. Because I read uh, a quote from the director who was like, I just found it really funny that like uh, James was like covered in all this, this. as well. Cum so uh, hey. I just put it in as many shots as possible because I thought it was hilarious I wondered if they actually thought it was hilarious or if it was like a
1: box ticking meeting they were just like okay what do the oiks like tits, <laughs> saying fuck, rapey jokes <laughs> uh, slurs against lesbians and jizz, let's put a lot of jizz in haha ha, they love jizz but if it turns out it was written by people that would think that's really it, funny it was genuinely written by people who thought that was funny that's... has this director done anything else? His mum saw this film and made him sit in the corner for the next fifty years to think about what he'd done. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: you know what the Blu-ray I bought? Um, it actually blanks out the word lesbian on the cover mm. because. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah, it does. Is that that
1: where it blanks out the word lesbian, but it's got a picture of some deep cleavage? So mm. you
0: know, uh, it says something. It's got a, like a sticker over it saying a pretend sticker saying something like warning may contain rude stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> may contain rude words like willy and bum
0: <laughs> um has anyone got anything positive at all to say about this film
1: i
2: thought
0: it was fabulously short i really <laughs>
2: enjoyed it's to, no it's too long it's too long still <laughs> it funny. needs to be an hour and like seven minutes long or just an hour long yeah. and that's
0: it i thought myanna buren did well in it i thought she was good
2: oh the, the kill list lady
0: yeah yeah, she's good, and also
1: Paul McGann appears to have come from a campier. I can't film. believe we haven't talked about Paul McGann. He's brilliant in it. He is great. Yeah. but he's not, he's not in it for very long, and no, yeah, but he's he, funny, and he
3: does seem to know what he's doing. He seems like he yeah. knows what he's sending yeah, yeah. up.
1: Yeah, knows he's, seen, he's a Van Helsing he's seen sort some of character. Films yeah. and he's doing it with the kind of like the sort of ridiculous campy gravitas, but yeah, you don't he's
3: get like um, he's like Anthony Hopkins in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And that yeah. like, he's the only one who seems to think, who seems to know how this could have been a good film. Yeah. You sort of yeah. Mean. Like he knows the character he's playing and he's playing a Val Helsing character in that as well, isn't he, I suppose. But like mm-hmm. they understand what they're sending up and so it's fun. Whereas I don't think the other two have any idea really.
4: Mm. It got one laugh from me, Ugh. I'm ashamed to say. And it was the first like the sort of Coppola style opening where it's like, this is what happened. So he lopped her fucking head off mm. and I was like, and, that's, and that was it.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind the um the opening scene in the pub too much, but it's all down oh, no. from there.
4: That 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 scene in the pub was just a really really like pound shop version of the scene in the pub in Shaun of the Dead. It was really sad. It was mm. sad to watch. With a little was...
1: bit of the the um pub in American Werewolf in London as yeah. well.
4: Mm. It was like Amdram. Like you've gone to Croydon to a local theatre because you know there's nothing else on. This is what ha- this is what's going to happen after Corona fades. Um, there's no theatres apart from Amdram
0: and they're doing their own.
1: They're all going to be doing productions of lesbian vampire killers. Yes. and it, it, it'll yes. be it'll be
0: a musical. Will there be a splash zone down the front? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, they'd use they'd use real jizz because of
0: <laughs> now we real jizz because they've been collecting it for they've been collecting it throughout lockdown. <laughs> yeah, passing a jar around, go come no. on, it's, it's for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's taken us down to their level. <laughs> right, that's lesbian vampire killers. The moral of the story is cocaine is bad. <laughs> um, but how about other lesbian vampire films of recent years? They can't all have been that bad. <coughs>
2: now they all sucked. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, hey. hey Well, we so, watched one last night, didn't we, Briony? Yeah. Uh, we we are yeah. so bleeding edge. We are going to talk about a film that came out, premiered last night. Um, so two days before this podcast goes out, um, "After Dark" by Charlie Steeds, also known as Vampire Virus, which is uh, well self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, it's just about a woman who who gets seduced by a, a vampire and uh, turns gets into a, a vampire. As, as always happens. Yeah,
4: it's a very very heavy-handed uh, allegory for queer issues. There's a beating scene. That's a
0: homophobic beating scene, not, not yeah yeah not beating general, off scene, beat, or yeah.
4: Well, <laughs> Uh, it was alright, it, was, it, was, it did what it d- did, uh, it got a bit boring towards the end, the mm-hmm. teeth were a bit shit, uh, but they tried really hard is what I got from it, like the, the whole team behind that film, they really tried, uh, and
0: it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as others. That's true, I, I had fun for the first half of it, and then uh, I, for me it was the incessant pounding synth soundtrack that was really cool to start <laughs> with, but just <laughs> it, never it... stopped. Do you know what with the um the
4: uh credits the 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 font was very Stranger Things and then the music sort of kept with this Stranger Things like synthie eighties vibe. Yeah. I think that's just style. Um, because there's another thing I started watching. well I watched one episode and gave up. It's called Blood Machines and it's very synthy. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah, I think it's synth is in at the moment. So
0: good news, synth fans. <laughs> um... <laughs> well, the music in Blood Machines is pretty good though. It is um, good.
4: But it's it's uh, not about vampires though.
0: No. So,
4: it's got naked ladies in it.
0: It does have naked ladies. They are from outer space. So That's it, as yes. good as it's as close <laughs> to lesbian vampires from outer space as we're going to get. Yes.
4: Um, but no, After mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 tried. It was it was an enjoyable story. Um, it was an interesting take on the lore. Uh, it was it just uh, it just felt a bit cheap.
2: Uh, like I watched The Moth Diaries and. Mm-hmm. Um, mother may i sleep with danger oh, oh what, a, mas- what a masterpiece
4: oh my god creepy <laughs> james franco being fucking creepy and he, he um, actually
1: is a he is a real life creepo as he's well. a real life yeah.
4: creepo yeah. yeah that's the theme though for both moth diaries and mother may i sleep with danger It's just creepy creepy men
5: hmm.
4: um i i quite enjoyed mother may i sleep with danger because it was just awful um but for a time it was like oh look this is what a a normal queer relationship looks like oh wait no hang on it's all going mad
0: Um, it's an adaptation of like a young adult book which isn't about vampires at all and they've just shoved vampires into it because because twilight
4: twilight was big
3: yeah it
0: didn't feel like a film that was that it didn't
3: feel like the filmmakers ever thought that I would be watching it.
5: <laughs> no.
0: No, no. It's very much for teenage goth girls, isn't it? Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: No, I was not catered for. <laughs> <laughs> It was, um, wasn't was enough discussion of uh, real ales. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of
3: film that, as a 41-year-old man, you actually feel a bit sort of creepy just for watching, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'd rather be caught watching porn than watching this. Like, Why are you watching this, film? It's, uh, it's for a podcast, actually. For a podcast. <laughs> just really watching it for a podcast.
0: podcast. <sighs> um, uh... I-, I was one of those ones where I thought, because the, the vampire girl says, oh, I'm a nightwalker. And so I thought, oh, right, this is one of those ones where they're not going to use the V word. They're not actually going to... Yeah. Uh, and then the very next line is, uh, what's a nightwalker? And she goes, well, <laughs> oh, it's like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of soulless, but it's very issues-based, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A little bit of domestic abuse, single parents, date rape. Date yeah, rape. yeah, yeah. He tries to date yeah. rape her.
4: And then doesn't really get any consequences from that. He turns into a cool vampire instead. Yeah, he gets to
1: suddenly be like, the leader of the vampires, even though this, this, yeah. gang of, this gang of female vampires have been stomping around being kind of like, oh, we'll get you and vampire you up. And then suddenly yeah. they, they turn him into a vampire and suddenly he's in charge. Like,
3: and also
0: yeah. and also very interested in Amdram for
3: some reason. Nice.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I think that's another sort of target in the teenage audience, isn't it? It's like, Do your English literature homework while you're watching this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn a bit about Macbeth. Yeah, it's also got to be one of the
3: worst titles for a film of of all time, isn't it? I think.
0: Oh no, I quite like it. <laughs> Mother,
4: may I, I sleep with danger? danger?
3: No, you slept with danger last week. <laughs> <laughs> sleep with Puddleton. We have many chihuahuas.
1: <laughs> if you sleep with danger every night, you won't you won't enjoy it anymore. The thrill
4: will be gone.
0: Sorry. You won't feel the benefit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I nearly said that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where are we going next? Moth Diaries. Lily Cole's big weird face. Uh, yeah, which well, makes a good vampire. Yeah, which makes a good but vampire. She does make a good vampire.
4: It's a shame the movie's absolute shit.
3: This is another one where I felt that I probably
0: shouldn't be watching
3: it. Yes, young girls in a school talking about teachers they fancy, right?
0: Don't you find that all films set in girls' boarding schools have exactly the same atmosphere? They've all got this kind of wafty kind of rural throwback retro 19th century even if they're not set in anything like that period or that setting yeah
3: they all seem like a picnic at hanging rock don't they exactly yeah. exactly
0: that's girl. exactly what i thought yeah
4: wafty girls, <laughs> wafty girls, wafty girls. Yeah. <laughs> i was a wafty girl i didn't go to boarding school but i did go to an all-girls school um which is shocking i know uh so how so how spot on are these films
3: as a representation
4: honestly the moth diaries was quite spot on with like the the confused really intense friendship that you have with girls at that age at least i did like really intense and if they spoke to someone else it was like they were cheating on you and it was just like what the fuck but i thought you loved me and it's like such a weird time because it's like hormones and particularly when i was at girl school Mm, it's like i don't know if i want to hang out with you or freak you like it was really confusing And I think it it hit on that quite well the the jealousy and the tension. Um, But then the rest of it kind of just went off the deep end. I mean, there was a pedo teacher, right, in this film, and nothing happened to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Did anyone
4: else? That was was weird. That was weird. And um, I thought, okay, well, maybe these vampire ladies can fuck him up, but nothing happens. Um, no, that was that. I thought they were going to fuck him up, Paul. Yeah. considering
1: a lot of innocent girls just got lobbed out of windows, I thought something mm. would happen to him. But no, it's not. I suppose that the it, it would have gone away from the whole theme about these intense or slightly destructive and um, codependent friendships that they were covering mm. up. Because I, I felt that because I went to an all girls school as well, except mine involved more fighting and. Um, Unlike the the school depicted in this movie, not everyone was five foot ten and willowy and all just like, "Ah, (laughs) Chuck (laughs) wants to sleep with me, but I don't know. It was was a lot more.
3: That's a really good description. Of all these films, the the willowy women, like there's one sort of person who's represented in these sorts of films. They're all women with consumption. (laughs)
4: <laughs> they are yeah the willowy
1: wafty women there we
4: go oh, maybe that's why it's such a good month I love a willy or willowy wafty willy wafty <laughs> willy wafty watching 30 hours of Florence and the machine yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah Florence and the Florence and the wafty willy
3: <laughs> <laughs> new studio album coming soon <laughs>
4: She played in my canteen once. It was really weird. The canteen. Yeah, she came to my my uni canteen and she just started singing with a harp. Oh, it was God. 2009. It was when Matthew Horn was DJing in Hoxton and everyone was
0: weird and on MDMA, and Clarky cat and
4: meow meow. <laughs>
0: Horrible times. Um, How well has Nadja, as I like to call it, Nadja, or Nadja, how well has that aged? That feels hilarious.
2: It's a music video.
0: Yeah.
3: It's really difficult to work out if it's good or shit, isn't it? Because Mm, there are parts that are genuinely really funny and really good, and other parts are like, what the fuck is
1: this? I really liked that one, though it is the most 90s thing ever. I mean, literally. The soundtrack. And the haircuts. There was, like, chronic curtains going on and... Yeah, bad. billowy.
4: Bad bobs, yeah. I liked um, Van Helsing as a piss head. I really enjoyed that angle. Yeah. Where he was just a bit mad. Like, just, he was, uh, Peter F- is it Peter Fonda? It's Peter Fonda, yeah. What, he, yeah, doing he doing played it? him fantastically.
1: He was good. I, I like the, it reminded me of a lot of kind of like mid-90s American indie films, like sort of the Hal Hartley ones and stuff like that. Mm. It's just got that kind of deadpan weird vibe
4: and also the vibe of... Is this ridiculous or is this really yeah. clever
1: and Yeah, really liked
4: it? Yeah, there were times where it's like it's this would be really easy to parody, but it is or is it a parody already? I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. And there's some great lines with like, Oh, I live by the Black Sea it's black, sea black. No, it's blue. Um, What's the spider like... one? I love the spider oh, one. Oh, I tried to teach the spider French. Yeah,
2: it wasn't interested. Um, wasn't interested. He wasn't in...
4: Oh, maybe he's got a learning difficulty. <laughs> yeah, that's...
2: I know it's not directed by David Lynch, but... It was presented by him. Yeah, presented by him and starring him as well as the... Oh, the man behind the ...guy that just stares yeah. in the police station. Yeah, the more attendant guy. Yeah. It just felt like it was... It felt a lot like it was directed by him. It just felt like it was something from Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. No, I wish it had been. But yeah, there was parts of it that felt like I I'd gone into an art gallery and this was just being shown on the screen. I wanted to enjoy it but I didn't care too much for it. I think the characters are good. There's some there's some good performance in there. But the um the wife did look like a child, the one when when you first time the guy asked how long have we been married for and I was and they then kissed and I was like that doesn't look like an adult that's in this film. <laughs>
0: Okay, if you're going to watch over a dozen lesbian vampire movies in one month, you're going to become very familiar with the story of Camilla, which was a novel written in 1872 by Sheridan LaFanu, predating Dracula. So uh, i have fucking sick of Camilla. I've seen, I've seen her story over and over again this month. And it's never very interesting.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of amazed that there's quite a lot of variations on the um, trying to do an anagram of someone. No, she's not Camilla. She's near Carla. Carla.
3: And there's so many portraits with not good likenesses. Yeah, My God, it's Camilla. And you go, is it?
5: Is it? (laughs) Well,
3: it's a woman, certainly, even from this distance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, So, well... What's your favourite Camilla adaptation or... Lesbian whatever. vampire killers. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's,
2: the, she's the best Camilla.
0: Yeah. I thought Lust for a Vampire was quite a good one. That's one of one. the best ones.
4: That's the one with the dog called Adolf in it. Yes. Yeah, it has a dog there's an Adolf. i like, oh no. It's meant to be set in Austria, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah obviously Everyone in Austria has a dog called Adolf. <laughs> if it was made in 71, like, you'd think they'd have a, a clue.
3: Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. And when I say really enjoyed, no, watch till the end. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's just your ordinary off the peg Hammer film, isn't it? Hammer horror film. Um, yeah. And you know, they know what they're doing. It's not particularly special. Hammer but... could at
3: least do these well, couldn't it? Like if you want <laughs> a lesbian vampire film, then Hammer are gonna really. They know what they're doing with this sort of thing. So even when they're bad, they're really watchable. And I I I'm a, I like Hammer anyway. Uh, so you know, you whack a Hammer on, and you're never gonna sort of. Um, it's never going to be so shit that you want to kill yourself. Do you know what I mean? And I quite um, like no,
1: we, we had the two Hammer ones this month, and I thought well, Vampire Lovers, the one with Ingrid Pitt, well, was the better one. That's
3: genuinely said, yeah. a good film. I was, it is.
1: I was surprised. Lust, Lust for a
3: Vampire uh, is the one set in the girls' college, and yeah, there's yeah. a dog called Adolf. And, a dog um, called Adolf. There's, a, there's only one person in it who can act, and it, she really takes <laughs> you out of it.
0: <laughs> Are you talking about Barbara Jefford, who plays the Countess? Uh, love She's really good, job. and yes, everyone else—the main uh, actor, the hero—is oh, terrible. So oh, bland. He's the
3: blandest man of all time. He's playing opposite Dear John, which is the weirdest That's thing face,
0: ever. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Johnson plays the lead. He's so bland. Even though he's got dozens of film TV credits, he doesn't even have a photo on IMDb. <laughs> <Wow>. Unless <laughs> unless, unless he does just you put a camera at him and he just turns into a sort of grey silhouette talk about creepy men
3: in these films like that that dude i mean he's pretending to be an english teacher so he can shag children mm. that's mm. what that's what the mm. plot of that is
0: well there's a bit where he asks uh, mirkala to prove that she's not a vampire by, by shagging him yeah. And like you can, you can't generally prove a negative, but you know, you gotta respect his uh his hustle. <coughs> oh
1: god.
3: So this is the one that's got the um the guy who's not Christopher Lee but he's doing Christopher Lee Impression. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know that they um they hated his voice so much they dubbed everything he said? Oh really? they, they put a different thing on, but he only has two lines and they're both the same. <laughs> 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 he just says a heart attack
1: <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's all he says. I want to know what his original voice was like. A <laughs> heart attack! <laughs> Mike Craven is the one with the amazing Wikipedia.
3: That's right, he was the Wikipedia mm. guy.
4: He's like a, 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 di- a radio DJ, mm. uh, a flamenco dancer, a sheepherder and an actor.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> what about the uh, blood-spattered bride? Oh, banger! Fucking it's... love this one. Oh, I feel like it really is right up my street, but it just does nothing oh it's great the second half it's like they forgot to write any dialogue so it's just people walking around doing fuck all yeah I mean it has
4: its slow moments but all these films do like a a lot of these films don't nothing really kicks in until about 20 minutes towards the end but I, I loved this one I was slightly disappointed because the husband was such a shit and that's mm. the sort of the theme of all these films. It's mm. like there's a there's usually oh. a husband and wife team and the husbands yeah. are shit. And then there's a lesbian vampire who's like, look, tits, that's much better. And then they go for that. And um, I was so just dis- because he's genuinely in this film, like really abusive. And you're like, oh, come on, fuck him up. Fuck. And nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was surprised that didn't that they, there
1: wasn't any kind of
4: because it, it felt really naturally like it was going towards mm. that um and it just didn't no um, that's the other
0: way um i've seen my own Andrew is he turns up in Los Angeles alley he's really good um but there, there's that bit early on where um his wife asks him how she was on their wedding night and his reply is nice and i just wonder how many different ways he thought to try out saying nice before they settled on that one be like, nice <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that when he, he wakes her up with apricot jam on his finger
4: yeah. Yes, that's, that's fucking weird. That's not yeah, romantic. That. That's fucking oh, is, weird. Is this the same one where he's he finds Camilla in the sand? Yeah,
1: that's a really really
0: yeah. <laughs> weird that's scene That's a Belinda Carlisle song, oh, isn't it? That scene made me laugh too much. <laughs> it
1: was great. Yeah, it's it's just so it's that's like a proper kind of like surrealist painting. Do 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 on the beach. Oh, there's a woman Ooh. buried apart from her tits and her face. Yeah. Ooh. I was, I'm, I'm, you know, I know that I'm getting older because my immediate thought was, God, I hope she's got some sunscreen on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It didn't look particularly sunny. It was was quite a miserable, overcast film.
1: Mm. But then she should have been wearing a vest. Oh, there was a good tit slice. There was a tit slice. It was a good tit slice.
2: There's the ending, isn't there, where it is about to do that, and then it just says, and then it just comes up with the he plucked out three women's hearts. Yeah. That's just that written on the screen. I, I don't know. That feels a bit lazy, film. that ending.
4: No, it's great. I love the, the weirdness and the abruptness and just like the
0: what did I watchness. And the music was awesome and the clothes are fabulous. Mm. Um, if there's one director most closely associated with sapphic bloodsuckers, it's Jean Roland. Uh, so, how did you lot get on with Jean Roland's uh, strange, wafty films? <laughs>
4: They're very wafty, weren't they? <laughs> they are very wafty. <laughs> very wafty. Uh, yeah. They're just about two weird girls wandering around being weird. It was Mostly, the, the yeah. gist I got of these films. Um, Lips of Blood is a strange film. It's very pretty.
0: Yeah, I thought that had a really good handle of pace, even though nothing much happened. I was, I was kind of invested. The special effects weren't up to much, so there was a no. scene where some mannequins were being burned, and I assumed they were burning some mannequins, but no, that's actually to be Vampires.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another trope of the sort of seventies lesbian vampire
4: film though, sort of like, Oh no, the Countess isn't fine, oh no wait, it's a mannequin. It's a mannequin. <laughs> I liked the end when they get in the uh, coffin and they're like, We're gonna go with the tide and you could just see you, like it must have been so frustrating to film because the coffin's just not going anywhere. It keeps getting sort of washed <laughs> back up. And it's like and then it cuts to like it's slightly further out and it's like, yeah, that'll do. Um it was it was quite I quite enjoyed it, it was quite dreamy and fit. So I was a fan. Mm. This is the one with the the hardcore version, which might have had some more lesbians in it, called Suck Me Vampire.
5: Oh,
0: yeah.
4: um, Which made much more money than Lips of Blood. Mm. Which um, the director
1: said that it wasn't him that that directed that. It was somebody else, and then it turned out, yeah, it was him. do you think
0: he is? Shaggy? (laughs) In this film, yes. (laughs) Um Fascination has that scene early on where the the main character laughs at some tits, right? <laughs> like the, the, the peasant woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, fascination was good because that one had a real kind of sense of sort of mischievousness in it. It was like we know how silly this is. So I yeah, you, you had that, and that was that was very stylish as well. You had the scene yeah. with the girl wearing the long cape with the side, and also the. The kind of the the bloke who's the um, the thief on the run has got an awesome blazer that's all stripy. And it has um,
3: it has a sort of a trope which I've noticed in a lot of these, which is um, a a lesbian vampire's propensity to wear a long chiffon gown with no drawers on. Yes, yes, yeah, (laughs) fabulous.
4: Is it chiffon? Yeah, it's it's sort of more. yeah it's basically to, like, they're
3: basically naked plenty. but they've got like a yeah, a, like a seat yeah. yeah
1: there, there was the, the the three women in lips of blood kind of like wandering around in the cemetery in paris and then in in fascination the, the guys in the castle were like oh we're gonna have our special ladies ritual yeah. you just you wait and then they're all wearing those
3: it's they literally yeah. tell him over and over again at midnight we're gonna eat you and we're he's like
4: brilliant yeah <laughs> 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 Oh, He's such hard. a yeah. that yeah. <laughs> after this film, it flopped so badly. John Rollins had to make several pornos to uh, to make ends meet. After this, wow. so this is this is why I feel ends ends sorry for John Rollins. Hey? He Wait. literally Wait. made ends, ends meet. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I feel sorry for him because his films are so beautiful and so mm. weird, but like they obviously just weren't appreciated at the time, uh and he just had to make loads of skin flicks. Um, so he there, loved you know, it I did but then you know he, he completely you know didn't take any credit for Suck Me Vampire <laughs> so there must have been a point where he's like I'm trying my best, I'm trying so hard that's definitely an example of a title that sounds better in French isn't
0: it? Suck Me Vampire, well, suck me vampire. <laughs> suck me vampire. Yeah. Um well never mind the romance and wispy waftiness uh, shall we start talking about the sexploitation ones? yeah because yeah. that's what I fucking came for.
4: <laughs> I like to love stories, to be honest. But yeah, tits.
0: Yeah, tits. Um, I didn't like Vampire's Lesbos, Jess Franco's one. Um, I found it very boring. It is and, quite boring. Uh, that fucking screeching psych jazz score that plays over everything. Oh, I love so, that. I, mean? love, I, like I love this, this, that. I like the score. But can you imagine watching those sex scenes without the score? <laughs> They'd be so awkward to watch because mm. yeah. they're not very passionate.
1: Oh, there was the one recurring one where the bloke's voice going ecstasy.
4: And that
1: was just yeah. funny.
0: Um, <laughs> you like
4: it. <laughs> um, um, when I was, was that like a thing in the seventies? I know, I know live sex shows were a thing, but it's just oh, like yeah. everyone sat so politely like with the missus. Yeah, that was weird. But, and it was,
1: it was quite a, i'm no expert but that was quite badly choreographed stripping as well it was just sort of yeah
4: like... the robot the sort of the robot dancing and yeah just, yeah I
1: don't
4: know. this was one of the few um lesbian vampire films where a man gets fucked up though so i was quite happy about that because mm. um Mehmet turned out to be a, a, a rapey man so she sawed him with a saw um so that was good uh, I was mm-hmm. confused, uh, but I did like all the long, long nudity.
0: <laughs> the long nudity. Long, <laughs> long, long nudity. Long tits. <laughs> just laughing in the wind. Yeah, long, being sad about death. Uh, it was good. I actually did like the Devil's Play thing, a.k.a. vampire ecstasy.
3: Oh, is this uh, the one that, where there's just like the women in, in body paint, right? Yeah. yeah. Going, I, ah, I, mean, I love the... I mean, what was their direction? That, that Every day they're on set, they're just got to play the bongos and the tits out. Every day.
4: <laughs>
5: it's
0: your whole job. But you know uh, what? I, I actually found this one really hot. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I, think the, I think a couple of the actors in it are really good. Uh, especially, what's her name? Mary Forza, who's the one who really wants to get off with the vampire women, but well she just can't be satisfied I think she's getting off with everyone but she's like insatiable and she's really good at playing that she's like just needs to get off more and <laughs> and, and the, the the main vampire woman uh, Wanda is like she's got real sort of sexuality to her and it's just hot and it is it's the most lesbian vampire film going I mean I'm not saying it it tells us anything about the LGBQT plus experience exactly <laughs> But um, it was the sexiest one I saw.
4: I fell asleep during this one. I didn't finish it.
0: Well, (laughs) (laughs) I I uh, feel sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, I tried. It was just, it was very German and I fell asleep. It reminded me of lockdown, actually. A lot of these films reminded me of lockdown because, (laughs) well, I mean... my lockdown helped. has not had this many phallic <laughs> candles in it. No. Oh, yeah, the My candles.
4: lockdown has been bereft, clearly. <laughs> you should start making them. They're quite easy to get into candle making. Little lockdown hobby.
0: But I think, I, I think being a lesbian vampire is, is quite lockdowny because like, um, you, can, you can barely leave your castle. Yeah. The passing of time has no meaning and you get up to loads of weird things that you can't tell people about in case they disapprove. And <laughs> you get really
1: long fingernails. Well, okay. Your mum
2: cooks you a pie isn't actually a pie you can tell it's bought from the shop (laughs) (laughs) that
0: famous scene in all the lesbian vampire films Um, well the director of Vampire ecstasy, Joseph Sarno would you like to hear some of his uh, porn titles yes Yes. Um, so screw the right thing (laughs) one called hung jury and coming on America
1: oh i like it <laughs> not coming in Amer- coming in america coming on america
4: okay we don't want to get pregnant so yeah we just jizz everywhere so is just,
2: yeah. so is that a remake of the eddie murphy film then yeah it's a direct <laughs> shot for shot, for shot. shot, for shot yeah. i was gonna say and was, so. and, was the first one, and was the first one a spike spike lee remake
0: yeah that's right yeah yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I'm just assuming.
1: Oh, somebody should have done like a gay porno of do the right thing, where instead of like setting fire to the cafe, they just all end up fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the public enemy soundtrack. Brilliant. <laughs> what film wouldn't be? Dear Spike Lee, I've got a good idea for you to remake one of your films.
3: What film wouldn't that. be made better by that being the ending? Like, just think of any film: <laughs> Ghostbusters. If they all just <laughs>
4: they all anything.
1: <laughs> what using <you think laughs> the marshmallows <laughs> loop?
4: Ooh. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. wow. uh, <laughs> no. What Not that two girls one cup? <laughs> <laughs>
1: two umpa Loompas one cup.
0: Um, what about vampires? Uh, Jose Ramon Laraz's
1: vampires. It was very British apart from the, the opening scene where it was just like, oh, this is going to be all tits and guns and then all the way, th- the way through you have the sexy vampire ladies and uh, that one woman in the tiny caravan with her boyfriend going, I think there's something up with those women. And uh, the husband going, that'd be ridiculous. Some of the most rancid kissing I'm, I've ever <laughs> seen.
3: Like proper makes you feel violently ill in your stomach kissing. <laughs> Like, like oh
0: <laughs> kissing.
5: Oh god,
3: disgusting.
0: Didn't you think the the main bloke looks like a shit Terry Wogan? He was like, so <laughs> It's like it's like, it's like oh watching god. your dad or something, isn't it? It's like your
3: dad in bed. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I like this one. It was nice to see it was nice to see the proper proper shots of the house, of the of the hammer house. Um Oh, right. uh, and uh, the one that's in Rocky Horror and everything like that. That was that, was that house. And oh, some, is that the same one? Yeah.
0: By the like, um, Braille or whatever. Uh,
3: and and we, we, you could go there, you could visit it and everything. We, we went and visited it last year. And it's, it's amazing to sort of see it just like, fucking hell, that's that house. Because it's in so yeah. many horror films and all that stuff. That was nice. Um, but mainly all I remember about this is um, Bad Kissing.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, there's a good sort of bit of uh, wine tasting education. Oh, it? Yeah.
3: I love the wine <laughs> tasting scene. That's great.
0: Mm. Is it where is it from? Is it Australian?
3: No, not Australian. <laughs> South American? Mm, is it South American? No, I don't think it is.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> he does name loads of different grapes that it might be, but mm. just before they attack him, yeah. he's definitely got a semi on. <laughs> <laughs> hey this film
3: this film gets quite violent at the end it's one of those ones where nothing happens for like an hour and 10 minutes and the last 20 minutes is mega violent mm. um, and quite good I thought in
4: the end I really mean, liked it. Li- I liked it <laughs> this is one of my favourites I liked how bloody easy it was for them to get victims like they must have been well chuffed <laughs> just... when they figured that out they literally mm. just go can just I have a go lift to the main road? can I have a lift it's <laughs> not far <laughs> like they must have like gone oh that'll never work Julie she's like no watch this I'll reckon it I'll bet you five no. are... Get, get your, your ship
3: out. on love. Let's go through the woods <laughs> and get ourselves a bit of dinner.
0: Yeah, I think it's really dated. Like it's not shocking at all, really. But what's fun is the way that it's all these just quaint middle-class English people being thrown right in the middle of some Euro sleaze. Yeah, soft porn. She's
3: a good painter as well. The main woman. That's a really nice picture she's doing at the um, at the castle there. It's shit, you find know it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it's good. It's good likeness of that castle eh? there. Shit. <laughs>
0: But Anyway, I guess that sort of sexy uh, VHS rental library loveliness brings us to our second feature, which comes from Belgium and is 1971's Daughters of Darkness, directed by Harry Kermel. Silly tales about girls chased away by garlic and vampires shrinking from
5: crosses. He kidnapped young girls and kept them chained to give blood. Blood for her to bathe in and drink. And she bit them everywhere. No.
3: And then she pushed white hot pokers into their faces.
5: And when they parted their lips to scream, she shoved the flaming rod up into their mouth. What The kind of ghouls, the vampires. <sighs> if you think these ladies are something, wait until you meet Mother
0: something else. A pair of newlyweds check into a deserted hotel in Ostend on the same evening as Countess Bathory, who takes a sinister interest in the young couple. Countess Bathory, yay, not Carmilla. I was so happy. (laughs) like
4: different.
0: Griner, you picked this. I did, uh, because it's great.
4: Um, It was my hire a couple of months ago, and it's just so... Beautifully done, I think. the The clothes are amazing. I know this is what I always bang on about, but the clothes are so fit in this film, and um, Mm -hmm. just the sort of descent of madness. This couple, you can can tell he's a bit of a wronging at first, um, but it just goes like And I just, I love um, Countess Battery. I love her. I want to Mm. be her. Um, She's very just. She's a cool villain and it's just like proper you know lust and mindfuckery, and just argh, and her hair is really cool and just i love this film i just think it's gorgeous um and sexy and silly and silly yeah it's a bit silly because yeah, it's it's a bit silly
1: i love this film as well and it was like i think the only mistake i made with, with watching these films was i re- re-watched this one first because i was like oh yeah daughters of darkness is so good and it's it gets better with every viewing, I and mean, then of course everything else afterwards was kind of like yeah. a slow, slow descent. Um, but yeah, it's it's wonderful, and the fact that it is silly is one of the things that makes it wonderful. It's got that very kind of seventies. Yeah, it's 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 kind of campy, and it kind of takes itself seriously, and it's elegant and daft and slightly experimental. But yeah, I, I really love it.
2: Um, it's the one I've liked most out of out of these. Um... It's, it's quite a slow burn film. Like it's one of the more interesting ones uh, out of out of these. So the, the it's the last fifteen minutes that stood out the most to me. But mm. there is also the colours. I do think they're a bit obvious and overused. Like the colour red is very overused. Like the man having a red um, robe and all those type of things. Um, and everyone, all the characters are quite eccentric. Like even when that woman just gets pushed the tiniest bit, she throws her arms in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. And uh, the, the whole thing of the woman with the blade in the back with, like, somehow just knocking yeah. everything <laughs> off the side. It's like, great, you knock all of that and then cut your hand on the razor blade. <clears throat> I do find the whole glass bowl thing a bit weird. Like, they, them trying to push the glass bowl on his head for yeah, ages. Yeah, they're trying to suffocate yeah. him with it or something. And then it cracks, and somehow they do the, the slowest practical effect ever of the bowl just landing on his wrists and cutting them. And then... <laughs> there's the cat the count looks like she doesn't want to suck his blood but like the other one's just straight on the wrist but she just looks at it and is like oh should i be sucking this man's wrist it's well like, i don't, don't really understand
0: odd. why they target those two because they're they're not virgins um so it doesn't really make much sense they're just fit and they're there oh, it's yeah, they're
1: literally so the, the, yeah. the only other people there
4: yeah. but it's don't just... vampires
0: get sick if they drink non-virgin blood nah no no
4: nah, it's just a preference it's okay. like that great line in um, What We Do in the Shadows. If you have a sandwich, would you rather eat it after someone's fucked it? Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, they're just there. She fancies them. She's a spider. She's just, you know, she sees a prey. She goes for it. They're hot, young things. She's like, I'm going to fuck up their day. Uh, and shag her. Oh, their day's already a bit fucked up because she can
1: obviously sense that things aren't, things aren't quite right with those two, are mm. they?
4: They're well. Do you know, when i first watched this i thought maybe the the secret was he was from a line of like karnstein type vampires because he calls up his man that in the
1: house oh the, he's the, yeah oh. That, i like, love how yeah. weird that is and that's not explained so like they're in a completely separate film where it's just yeah. like but, but and, little... i noticed in in that scene the the,
4: the mother says oh a young girl what are
1: we going to do with this like we did with the last one you're like what has he been
2: up to so he's got
4: you know, well maybe because he beats her, hasn't he? Maybe he's murdered yeah. women before. I wondered if that was the implication. Yeah,
2: I th- is that why he gets excited by the body coming out of the house?
1: Yeah, yeah he gets very yeah. excited yeah. by
2: that. Yeah. Which I'm still confused. by that scene you know, of the uh, the old lady it... keeps on trying to look at the body, and the camera just keeps focusing on her trying to look in the back of the ambulance, and she won't move <laughs> the, whole, the whole time. Uh, no love for the
3: concierge. I love the concept. He's, yeah. he's great, and the detective is great as well.
0: I think he's he's really good. I think I think the small cast is strong. Um, they're all good. Again, I just think it goes off the boil a bit towards the end. There's just a lot of just staring into space, being <gasps> mysterious, wafty. I mean (laughs) (laughs) it is good though it is good and it's my favourite out of everything we've watched as well it's definitely up
4: there Mm. I just think it's brilliant I just think it's so fucking weird and pretty and strange and even the bits that are bad like when she at the end she flies out of the car and lands on a conveniently placed yeah. branch mm-hmm. and then sets on fire and the wig because it's clearly a dummy the wig just goes instantly. you know when you burn plastic and it instantly goes <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but it still was so cool so I was into it um, and it it, it it doesn't sort of hammer uh, vampire folklore at you like there's there's little hints and bits like the running water thing like she can't go run running water.
0: Yeah I've never heard of
4: that Oh, no, like rivers and shit. Like they're they're scared of running water, Um, which is
0: why she freaks out. I can't think of a single other vampire movie where that's come up.
4: Um, The
1: only one I can think of is Dracula AD 1972, where um, sexy, sexy swinging London vampire in extremely unconvincingly rendered swinging London. I think that, (laughs) yeah, they are brought down by a shower.
0: Did M. Night Shyamalan write
1: that one? (laughs) (laughs) I'm starring it. <laughs> oh god, imagine him as like an Austin Powers vampire. No.
0: Maybe he should have done that, aren't they? Would have been so. No. Maybe, maybe N9 Shamalan shouldn't do anything ever again. <laughs> Never. Right, anyone else got anything to say about
3: this? I thought it was awesome
0: as well. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it was definitely the best one by miles of the ones we, we watched. Yeah, I think. She's the only vampire that actually seemed like she actually was a vampire. Like, who who put a lot of effort into the way that she moved Mm. very gracefully and spider like, and bat, but well, spider like, really, isn't Mm. it? And Mm. sort of like. Slow and then fast movements. Um, I really like the fact that she she really got over. I thought she was amazing. I mean, she really makes the film right. Mm-hmm. And then um, I write like the fact that um she does that thing of like she's been alive for hundreds and hundreds of years, so she just can't really be fucked anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really like that. Like uh, they don't often get that sort of into vampire films. How they, there's a few that do it. I think Near Dark is pretty good. Right for them, like oh, I was fucking so sick of being alive. Yeah. Um, like when they're in the car at the end and she's going. Oh, just drive faster. The day is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't give a fuck. Yeah,
0: that ending would make a lot more sense if it was revealed that, like, that was the night that the clocks went forward or something. Yeah,
4: that's,
3: that's like... right. guy has been here before. We've got an extra hour, darling. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> so. Whenever she comes on screen, I automatically think of that character in Blazing Saddles. It's like, um, I'm so tired, so tired. Oh, really? Really Yeah. A wed waltz. How odd, are We. Oh, well, she's based yeah. on Marlena DJ. Yeah yeah, 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 she is, so you can see. Yeah.
3: It has a, uh, the least sort of effective uh, policeman since The Exorcist. Like, he <laughs> literally does nothing.
1: He all. watches them bury a body. Yeah, yeah, he just,
3: with his bike, just watches them, yeah. going, well, I don't think we can make anything of this, <laughs> but uh, the second, the second these guys put a foot wrong, we're going to be all over them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now we are well-versed in what lesbian vampires look like, but what do they sound like? <laughs> another game of scary noises six pairs of clips from films one half of each pair is, is from that? a lesbian vampire movie they have their uh, buzzers and noisemakers ready to go it's phil and Briley versus emily and luke it's like a fucking chimpanzee's teapot <laughs> <laughs> okay here's the first pair of scary noises
5: no please don't go but you don't understand My aunt's coming this afternoon.
2: The
0: Countess?
2: Yes. May let me talk to Uh, her. No! Oh, I've probably got it wrong. I thought the music was Dawn of the Dead, but I think I've got it.
0: You have got it wrong. Yeah. Uh. Do you want to have a go at the dialogue? Uh, Is it Lust for a Vampire? Yes, it was. Phil and Briony, do you want to see if you can get the music?
5: No, please don't go. But you don't understand. My aunt's coming this afternoon. The Countess? Yes.
3: Mia Carla, let me talk to her. No. Well, I only thought that I.
5: It would not be correct. I. Richard, you must swear to me never to speak to her or to
0: speak of our love.
2: Mia Carla, this is the 19th, not the 18th century.
0: Is it? It follows.
2: No. Luke
0: was close. It was Day of the
2: Dead. Ah. I thought it was. I just thought it was very similar. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Number two.
0: Lucy's just getting sicker and weaker and thinner and Ernessa acts like this. <laughs> yes, Bryony. <laughs> Bryony party horn, no. Uh, it's the
4: muff Diaries. Yeah. Music? Uh, <laughs> I
0: don't know,
4: it went like...
0: Wah! Jaws. That, that was your literally your party horn that went Wah! Yeah, it was like, I don't know, uh, it I was not It wasn't Jaws, no. <laughs> um, Emily Luke, can you get the music?
3: <laughs> Lucy's just getting sicker and weaker and thinner and Ernessa acts like this is all good.
2: I'm worried that she's encouraging her eating disorder.
3: Well, it's more than that. She's dangerous.
1: She has some power over Lucy.
3: You know, cooped up here, your girls get so close, all that emotion
2: can be toxic.
0: Oh. Is it Hellraiser? No, it's uh, Evil Dead, the remake, sequel, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Uh, number three. Gone was the formal exterior that had presented itself so fearfully in his last... Done.
4: Here in his arms. Yes, Briony. Is the music, Mother? May I sleep with danger? Yes, it is. Dialogue? Uh, oh, I don't know.
0: Take a guess at the vampire lovers. No. Nope. Uh, so uh, Emily and Luke, can you get the dialogue here? Gone was the formal exterior that had presented itself so fearfully in his last. Stop.
2: Here in the dark. Stop. Passion and
0: demand. point. <laughs> then, is tongue starts it slow. No. Mm-mm. No. Nah. Tough on that. It's um, Expose, aka House on Straw Hill. Zudo Kia <laughs> dictating his uh, saucy novel to Linda Hayden. Uh, there we go. So that's uh, 2 1 so far, halfway through. 2 1 to Phil and Bryony. Number 4. Stop that instantly. You will not unwrap the second power lead until the first
1: splice. Uh It's vampire ecstasy. The, uh, the music. Yes.
0: It is, yeah. And I dialogue. Don't know. Bill and Bryony, can you figure out the dialogue?
1: Stop that instantly. You will not unwrap the second power lead until the first splice. Did you think I would be
4: fool enough to let you throw a live power line in my face? Where was I? Oh, yes. About biochemistry. The very
1: low order of science almost as stupid as airplane pilots.
0: However, the Nazi marine biologists soon saw what an enormous economic weapon they had here. clues in there if you've seen it. I
3: but, mean, I could only hear marine biologists, so...
0: Yeah, Nazi marine biologists, airline pilots. Uh, it was the Flesh Eaters, which uh, is a largely forgotten film, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of getting to the dregs of my fucking I'm yes. <laughs> doing this every month you know. I'll try I'll try and keep it accessible but
1: sometimes Is it going to get to a point where you just make them up? Yes. So we won't well, well from my point noises. of view we've already
3: passed that point huh? <laughs> uh, Number
0: five
5: It's huge
4: Yes, for New York It's uh, dark Irony. Nadja is the um, dialogue. So, so, Nadja. Nadja. Yeah. And the uh, the is music it. is from a film no one's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It wasn't
3: listening. Philip? Uh, I don't know. Um, zombie, Apple, <laughs> uh, Carpet, Badger <laughs> of Death.
5: <laughs>
0: uh,
3: in the future oh, you don't know the how
0: close you are. <laughs> uh emily and luke can you get the music it's huge yes for new york
5: it's uh, dark my father was a night bird i am the same i find comfort in shadows i'm no good in the day we have an allergy to sunlight my whole family
2: no now Paul up more cop <laughs> <laughs>
0: If Paul Blart Moocop starred um, Danny Filth, then you'd be so close. Oh,
2: is it Danny? Is it the film that he directed or starred uh,
0: in? Yeah, Cradle of Fear.
2: Uh, cradle of uh, yeah.
0: Alex Chandon directed it, didn't he? So where are we? 3-2 to uh, Phil and Bryony. Here's the last pair. It was like a few minutes later. To give you enough time to look them up on the web.
2: Jeff. Yes, Luke. Um, it's Hard Candy, the dialogue. Yes.
4: Uh,
1: what's the music? Vampires.
2: Vampires.
1: Yeah.
0: For the bonus point. Yeah, that's right. Vampires is oh. the music. Hard Candy was the how, dialogue. I don't know how
1: the hell you people remember the music. It's like horror
3: film music is all the same. No, the, especially no, if it's like no, 70s horror films. I was like,
1: this one, it was like, oh, it's got a bit of a psychedelic glam rock vibe. Yeah, that's
4: vampires. I'm a SWAT and I, I love scary noises. So I, when I watch these films, I make mental notes of the interesting oh, music. You. Yeah.
3: Well, maybe I should do that. <laughs> then I'd get a question right.
0: <laughs> uh, paying attention. Well, that's your secret <laughs> weapon. Yeah. <laughs> So that was 5-3 to Emily and Luke. (laughs) Now, we haven't done a listener's poll episode in a whole year. So what we'd like you to do is let us know your top five art house horror movies. And then in next month's show, we'll talk you through your favourites. You can email that to dx5podcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at DevilX5 or let us know on our Facebook page. Uh, that's your top five art house horror movies. Uh, before we go, I just want to plug the Big Fat Cult podcast, which was just recently launched. Because if you listen to episode three, you'll get an hour of me chatting with comedian Chris Mayo about Alejandro Hodorowsky's The Holy Mountain, which is art house, but not strictly horror. Uh, so that aside, send us your top five art house horror movies. By Saturday, 4th of July, and help us shape next month's episode of Devil Science 5. Until then, from all of us, bye and fangs for listening. Wait. Fangs for, li- fangs <laughs> for listening. <laughs> <laughs>